0: But as promised, we are going across to Canada. Jono Nebs he's an old schoolmate of Sammy. Actually, he's doing a run, which, when you think about, where does this decision come from to run the width of Canada? Um, so he joins us now. So before we get into the nuts and bolts, Jono, like, why? What's your reason why you're doing this?
1: Um. Yeah, thanks for having me on first and foremost, but um, I'm doing this because I fundamentally want to um, give a few kids uh, across Canada, and and particularly back in NZ, who are fighting cancer, um, just something cool to sort of be involved with, to follow along, and um, I'm planning actually to be visiting a few children's hospitals, cancer wards, uh, and a few children's hospitals uh, along the journey. And yeah, going in and and just sharing that that cool energy and that sense of adventure and everything that comes with a with a big uh, mission like this uh, with the kids, and um, yeah, just try and try and spread that good uh, good vibe, good energy to them. Um, That's probably number one, and then um, number two is also raising a bit of funds along the way to put towards treatment and research for them.
0: Why Canada, Jono? Like the width of Canada is a million times longer than the length of New Zealand. Why was Canada the, the challenge? Because
1: um, it's so freaking big that I wasn't sure if I could do it, and I wanted to find out uh, if I could. Because uh, I walked the Te Trail in New Zealand last year, and that was magic experience, fantastic. Um, but sort of barring a sort of unforeseen injury, I I was never really in any doubt about whether I could actually do the bluff. You know, I thought I could do it. But I heard about a few people that had run Canada before um, and, you know, especially especially the idea of doing Canada without a support van, without the entourage, that my first sense is when I heard about that being done, I was like that's impossible. Like, not all those temperatures, not that distance, you know, it's like, you can pretty much lay, like superimpose the map of New Zealand, especially with the, the route I'm taking, a bit of a dog leg. You, could, you can superimpose the map of New Zealand like four times almost over this journey. Um, and I was like, nah, nah, can't be done. And then, um, you know, as the, the hours and the days ticked by, I was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it could be done. Maybe you, know, you could sort out the weather by doing this, or you could, you know, you could sort out whatever, you know, you could solve the problems this and that way. So it might actually be done. And then I think when my thinking started to get to that point, I was as good as, as good as done, really. I, I was, I was um, sold and I just already knew I had to do it.
0: Now, no support crew. So we see these ultra running missions. I've seen, you know, they've they've been done before, but there's a support van. You got you got physios. You can sleep in a in a sleeper type situation. You have fridges. You have cooks. How on earth are you supporting yourself, just you? How do you get your kid around? Um, so I've got a pram. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Uh, it's nicknamed Shania, after Shania Twain, because uh, she's, she's, she's from this part of the world, so I thought that would be a good uh, good name for it. But, yeah, me and Shania just study, yeah, running all the time. It's got all my crap in it. It's got, uh, it's got my, my tent, my sleeping bag, my food, my computer, study, uh, everything. Um, and, yeah, I just sort of run on the shoulder of the road, uh, res- resupplying when I get to um, town, sort of, uh, probably maybe 100 K or so apart so I need to be able to carry a few days worth of food um, and then in terms of physio like you mentioned um, thankfully my best mate he's a physio with High Performance Sport New Zealand um, he's based in Paris at the moment with, you know, some are uh, competing over there um, but yeah we just, we chat every now and then um, I tell him how the body's going he gives me some tips uh, you know, I have to strap myself, um, you know, in terms of looking after, you know, strapping the ankles, strapping the knees, or that sort of thing. That's all. I do that. Um, and then, it, it, you know, like, I have prepared for this thing. I am I am expecting to do it, prepared to do it, totally um, solo and unsupported. But um, I haven't, like, there have been times where I'm like, you know, I, I am totally prepared to go and, um, you know, sleep in this, sleep in these trees tonight on the side of the highway but um, I've had this offer from this lovely local family that I met you know down at the Walmart when I was buying bread before so they've offered me to come back to their place and, and you know I can pitch my tent on their lawn or I can sleep in the garage so so sort of uh, strictly speaking like you know I'm, I'm totally prepared for doing this thing 100% solo and, and I'm expecting to but there, it would also it would be wrong to say that there, there also haven't been a few nights where um, I've, I've, I've taken up a few of these offers and, and I've, I've been I've definitely made sure that like I, I'm not doing it out of necessity because then I'd probably I wouldn't feel right about calling it an unsupported journey, I'm basically just doing it out of um, because it's nice to do and because they're wonderful people and I want to sort of get involved with the community while I'm here um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole story of how, how this trip is sort of being supported
0: how, now Canada is a massive country, and they have lots of localised TV stations and radio stations. and And I'm guessing they they tell their people of their of their county or their towns or whatever it is that you're coming. Do, do you find that people, when you hit a town, they know you're arriving? And how do those communities treat you?
1: Um, not so much so far. Um, a little bit, but. Because I'm still only in Newfoundland and Labrador, which is the, the most easterly province. Um, oh, so far, I've only just I've taken up about 500k, um, and yeah, I've probably gone through probably seven or eight towns on the on the, on the highway so far. Um, and it wasn't until probably about you know, let's say town number five that um, any media at all sort of seems to care what I was doing, and so. You know, probably for the first 350K, it was just me and the pram. Um, and that was it. I, I get the occasional toot from a car if I got to the top of a mountain or something like that. But um, in the last, yeah, probably last week, um, the local media here, the Newfoundland media, and they also super randomly um, got a phone call a couple of mornings ago, got woken up by the producer of a national morning um, TV show. Um, since I've jumped on board and put the word out, I've got a few more sort of cartoons on the road, I suppose. Um, yeah, a few people have recognized me, but it's not it's not it's not uh, no, you know, fancy, you know, I'm still just <laughs> still just pushing a pram across the second biggest country in the world.
0: <laughs> so you've been going yeah. about a, a month. Do you find that your mileage each day is going up or is it different each day depending on terrain? Um, Tell us us about the logistics of working out how far you're going to run each day.
1: Yeah, um, so I've got a plan that me and Andy might figured out. um, Did a bit of training, did a reasonable amount of training before it. Um, But the starting mileage was only about um, 105k a week which is actually reasonably low and um, and because before I began this I was working, um, I was studying as well so I could only fit in sort of about 12-13 to 13 hours a week of running um, and you know I was running with weights to, to try and add resistance and, and you know wouldn't have to run as long to get the same benefit and stuff but still that's sort of all the time I had um, so while pushing a pram, that sort of equates to, as I say, about 105 kilometres a week. And in order to, to to give myself the best chance of remaining injury-free and getting through to the end, um, the rule we're working with is increasing the mileage by 10% per week. So it's actually quite low at the moment. I mean, I'm on week four now. Uh, oh, actually, today is the start of week five, and I've only just today ticked over... Um, today's my first day doing 23 kilometers a day and I'm going to be sticking on that all week and then next week it steps up I think to 20, 25 and a half 26 kilometers a day, every day so it's a it's a gradual climb um, but that 10% per week rule it's pretty standard in the in the running world at least for avoiding plantar fasciitis, for avoiding runner's knee for avoiding Achilles problem um, but that said um, there was a a couple of weeks ago, and um, and it was really hilly. Uh, sort of connects this big peninsula to the mainland here in New and and me um, and me and Andy, the physio, we really hadn't foreseen how much work it would be pushing this pram up the hills, and obviously that's pretty, you know, it's um, it's a no-brainer in hindsight, but um, we yeah we really hadn't seen it, and the massive sort of long sweeping hills over here. And so I'd be spending the better part of sort of half an hour at a time pushing this thing uphill. Um, and it took a massive toll on the on my legs, on the kinetic chain. And the first thing to go was the Achilles tendon in my right knee. Sorry, the patella tendon in my right knee. And, um, yeah, that pinged a couple of weeks ago after about 300 k's. And um, took a few days off with that. And so that's, that reduced the mileage a lot. I sort of had to get going again after that. And basically, like, with a whole lot of strapping and exercises, just see how far it would go uh, pain-free and, and just using pain as sort of a threshold um, and see how much I could sort of squeeze out of it every day. And thankfully, um, I suppose there's a lot of your listeners will know, like, with, with tendons, uh, particularly, like, tendons in the kinetic chain and your legs um, – they don't necessarily recover best just from absolute rest. It's um, one of those super cool win-win situations where they actually benefit from still having a bit of load, a uh, uh, bit of workload even though they're injured. So I've been able to, um, you know, strap it up, um, a whole bunch of exercises as I say, and still get sort of pretty close to um, what had been the planned mileage anyway out of it. So... Um, little bit of a drop in the mileage plan just in sort of week two week three um but it's yeah it's come back in week four and yeah i mean i've, I've probably net difference as a result of that wee bit of tendonitis is probably a, a, a hundred days behind we planned but it's been it's recovered super well i've been really surprised by um how hardy an achilles tendon is when it when it is sort of put under a healthy load
0: so my math says you've done 500k's in four weeks. You've got to go about 8,000k's, which is 64 weeks, but you're going to increase yeah. your distance. Have you set a, a loose target, or is it just however long it takes, that's how long it's going to take me?
1: No, definitely got a target. Um, yeah, it's it's really a waiting game. Um, it, it's a patience game at the moment, because you're right. 500k's four weeks, that's actually not very fast. Um, I'm as so say, this last week I've been doing half marathon a day, and then that's it for the day, because otherwise it's too much on the legs. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, the plan is to be getting up. Um, doing that 10% uh, weekly mileage increase over the next sort of five, six weeks, or probably more than that, maybe sort of seven or eight, um, pretty much until we get up to like 45k a day, uh, yeah, k per day, uh, every day. And... Um, I've got it all yeah we've got the plan there whether or not you know we can we can execute it as a different story, but um it's reasonably conservative and it's got us yeah doing that increase getting to that point forty five k a day every day and then just sitting on that um, right the way through and and the the sort of the graph for it all it's it sort of looks pretty peculiar because it's it's a super slow build, but then you know, I think like the first two thousand k's takes something ridiculous. It's like the first, it's like a third of the entire journey, mm. and then, um, and then by the time you're sitting up on like 48 eight k a day, it zooms by. It absolutely zooms by, and um, and, and it has you, or it has me, in Vancouver by sort of think it's the second week of November.
0: Well, I'd like to, and you don't have to commit. So, I'd like to catch up with you. What are we with? are the start of June, let's catch up with you. The start yeah. of every month, and we'll just we'll track this twenty five k's a day, and then next time we talk to you, you might be doing thirty five, and then we'll catch up with you again. You're doing yeah. in your marathon, and we'll we'll do the sights and sounds, and we'll take New Zealand on the journey with you. eh? Sounds fantastic! Yeah, yep. Awesome to chat (laughs) to you, mate. Like it's unreal to think we're just sitting here in the morning in New Zealand, um, middle of the day, and you're about half our state at night or something like that over in Canada. You've just done a half marathon, and the cause and the reason you're doing it's brilliant. Uh, Have you got a social media platform that the listeners can log on and follow you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, My Instagram page is probably the best place to go to. um, If you just search Jonathan Nabs or I think the Instagram handle is Nabs. that's N-A-double-B-S. Uh, that'll take you there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's picking up, and we're going to get to the point um, hopefully the next couple of days where we're doing live streams sort of every day, just nothing too fancy, but just to show you what the, the landscape around here is looking like and, and sort of how I'm tracking that day and what the mileage is and things like that. So it should be good fun.
0: Look, mate, the, the the Tarshi set's admirable and the fact that you're doing it is just um, brilliant. I, I just really applaud you, mate. So we will stay in touch. We'll let you get some kip. Um, keep an eye out for the bears and hyenas and snakes and insects or whatever else there is over there, mate. Um, uh, yep. Huge respect for you, mate. Go well.
1: Thanks very much. Look forward to talking again soon. Yes, mate.